Some of the greatest moments I ever had as a child were the times I spent evenings in my backyard playing roller hockey. And I didn't have a lot of friends my own age, and oftentimes I'd spend hour after hour, sometimes till after midnight, taking slap shots against imaginary goalies and pretending I was one of the legendary NHL hockey greats. Having memorized the names of hundreds of NHL players, I was a pretty big hockey card junkie in those days, <laughs> I would play full five-on-five games where I pretended to be Montreal, my favorite team, playing any number of the then 29 different NHL teams. Not only would I play every position, but I would even broadcast the game as I played. My favorite announcer I remember was the great Chris Cuthbert, who I think currently televises games on NBC. Imitating his higher-pitched head voice delivery, I would call and play the game at the same time, and no, I don't think I'm going to do that right now. (laughs) Hour after hour would go by. I'd work on stick handling skills and routine drills like seeing how many times I could bat a tennis ball into the air with my stick without letting it hit the ground. The exhilarating part of this and of playing yourself was that you could always find a way to come out on top. Playing every position gave me the opportunity to score way more than if I had actual teammates. And hey, I was always the hero, so it turned out pretty good. (laughs) Sometimes the battles grew intense. I would throw crushing body checks, usually against unsuspecting chairs, only to reach a full climax when I would raise the Stanley Cup, which in my case was a black garbage container, above my head. Eventually, I would collapse exhausted onto a rickety old brown couch we had, probably uh, just picked up from a secondhand store. That is when the whole 60 by 40 foot barn became silent. All you heard was the crackling of the wood fireplace and the wind whipping across the front of the two exterior storm glass doors. Nothing moved except our family dog. Sometimes he'd come over and snuggle down beside me on one of the cushions. And there I was, 11 years old, just a boy with a dog, a hockey stick, and a fireplace. Pretty quaint. Nothing about that couch was remarkable. It was old, one of the legs wobbled when you sat on it, and there was a reason it was in the garage. Not to mention it took its share of abuse. From holding up to 10 kids on the side and suffering countless basketball strikes, it's a wonder it didn't cry out for mercy on more than one occasion. Honestly, nothing about that couch was very unique, but it was those times of sitting on that couch that just changed my life. They would be the times where I learned to meet God. It was on that brown couch I learned to talk to him about my problems. It was there I discovered God for myself. And over the years, I would bring a lot of questions to God on that couch. I'd talk to him about losing some of my best friends after their parents separated and they had to move. I would talk to him about my dream to one day become an NHL hockey player. And I talked to him when I saw my own parents' marriage eventually coming apart. It was as if that brown couch became the wardrobe in C.S. Lewis's Chronicles of Narnia. Hour after hour, I'd sit and be silent before God, the questions of life swirling around in my mind, ascending to the heavens in an unspoken litany of thoughts. On the brown couch, life really came into focus. It was the place I could go to escape reality. Today, that brown couch has been left far behind. It probably rests in a trash heap somewhere, but the memories uh, continue to linger on. When my family moved to Cincinnati, Ohio, that brown couch turned into an office chair that overlooked a local school campus. After moving to Hardy, Virginia, 
that brown couch became a prayer closet located just underneath the stairs in our basement apartment. Now, it's a recliner chair where every day I read God's word, pray, journal about what God's doing in my life. Now, for various people, brown couches come in many different forms. For some, it's those few precious moments around the kitchen table before their kids get out of bed. For others, it's the few moments in their pickup truck before starting the day at their job site, or maybe it's taking the time to lie awake in bed before getting out to start the day. It's not so much what the place looks like, but what happens in that place. Over the next several weeks that we spend together in this series through James, I want you to find your brown couch. All right? Choose a time and a place each day where you will purposely choose to meet God and stick with it. All right? Find that place and just meet God there every single day. During our time together, I want you to meditate on the passage we cover every day. But I also want you to take these opportunities to pray. So to do this in each daily session, I'm going to give you the opportunity to communicate with God in the midst of our time together by using the PRAY acronym, which is Praise, Release, Ask, and Yield. And this will become more evident as we go through this series together. My prayer is that this series will help to set a pattern in your life that you can implement with many other books in the Bible as well. Honestly, it might be a little awkward at first as you uh, take moments of silence just to pray to God. It might be a little bit weird. But during this series, I believe God's going to do something in your life. He's going to change the way that you communicate with God. So before we begin, let me open with a word of prayer. Father in heaven, Please bless this time we are about to share together. Use it to increase our passion for you and the desire to live as you want us to live. Guard against distractions that would prevent us from hearing your voice. Speak to us through your living word and unleash its truth within our lives. We worship you, we thank you, and we love you today. Amen. Amen. 